The following podcast may not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Here at Unexplained Realms, we all love a good urban legend. But who would ever have thought that some of the most terrifying urban legends would come all wrapped up around Christmas? In this episode, I'll share with you some of the creepiest Christmas legends I've found. So grab your hot cocoa, snacks, and settle in for some Christmas legends and creepy Christmas tales. Our first legend is of the Bell Snickle. I first heard of this strange character from the popular TV show, The Office. But the character itself dates back to the 1800s, originating in Palatinate, which is a territory of the German Empire. Elsnickel was described as a cantankerous old man who would deliver cake, candies, and other goodies Two well-behaved children and would whip the very badly behaved children with a switch. This all took place every Christmas Eve. The legend also stated that Belsnickel would visit homes weeks before Christmas just to check in on children's behavior. He would often frighten the bad children by banging on a window or door with his stick. Once the child answered the door, he would ask a question and toss candy onto the floor. If the child jumped to retrieve the candy too quickly, they would often be struck with Belsnickel switch. A bit terrifying in my opinion, though similar to the legend of Krampus or an evil Santa Claus. Either way, It's definitely a terrifying thought at Christmas. Speaking of Santa Claus, I remember an urban legend from childhood that was absolutely terrifying to me. A father of three decided one Christmas Eve that he would surprise his children and wife by sliding down the chimney dressed as Santa Claus. But unfortunately, he became stuck in the chimney and died of asphyxia. His wife wondered for hours why he hadn't come home, but patiently waited for him. As she waited, she became cold, so she decided to light a fire in the fireplace. Sometime after the fire began to burn, she smelled a very odd smell. Deciding to investigate the smell, she put the fire out and looked up inside the chimney, only to find herself staring right into the face of her now dead husband. That one always terrified me as a child. As an adult, I recently heard the history of SantaCon, 
you know, the bar crawl where everyone is dressed as Santa and parades around to various bars. Well, the actual inspiration for this event came from a four-day event in 1974. Organized by the Danish theater collective Solvognen. They were a socio-politically charged anarchist theater group in Denmark. Solvognen means Chariot of the Sun. Its name was taken from Norse mythology. The group all dressed as Santa Claus. There were about 70 men and women dressed in the Santa suit and singing carols through the city of Copenhagen, Denmark handing out candy and hot chocolate and appearing to spread holiday cheer. Now, after several days of adhering to this positive image, the Santas took on a more radical behavior, creating mayhem and even climbing a barbed wire fence at a recently closed General Motors assembly plant. Protesting that jobs be given back to their rightful owners. This chaos lasted for a whole week and finally reached its crescendo once it arrived at Copenhagen's largest department store. The Santas began handing customers products directly from the shelves. And customers were running from the store with products that had not been paid for. Obviously, the Santas were arrested that day. And many would say the police beat the Santas up pretty badly at the time of their arrest. Though the Santas stated after their arrest that the situation was a demonstration, demonstrating that true generosity is impossible within the narrow bounds of a capitalist society. Or in the photos that were distributed, Santa got beaten by police for being too generous. So, was SantaCon really inspired by anarchy? I suppose so, terrifying nonetheless. One of my other favorite parts of Christmas is always the food. Though I would recommend staying away from mince meat pies, it is said that they were invented by a group of French cannibals in the 16th century. They would make these pies filled with fruit, spices, and meat. particularly diced pieces of flesh from their human victims. I know, it seems so far-fetched, but hey, it's possible. In 2014, a trio of Brazilians baked their human victims into their empanadas and sold them to their neighbors. So it's very possible that mince meat pies were created by 16th century cannibals. <laughs> Either way, hold the mince meat pie for me. 
Of course, Christmas wouldn't be the holiday that it is without a little bit of religion added in. There is an Italian legend about a witch and the three wise men. Her name was La Bifana. The legend states that as the three wise men traveled to see baby Jesus, they stumbled upon Bifana's home. She hosted the three wise men for an evening, feeding them and allowing them to sleep. The next morning, the three wise men invited Bafana on their journey to see the baby in Bethlehem. She declined, stating that she needed to clean her house. Though after the wise men went along on their way, she changed her mind and wanted to go. She decided to fill a basket with gifts and set off to meet baby Jesus. Though she was said to have followed the same star, but wasn't able to find the manger where baby Jesus was. The legend states now that she travels the world on Epiphany Eve, searching every home for the baby and leaving candies and treats for all well-behaved children. But again, like all the other characters, she leaves coal for the bad. Definitely not as creepy as some of the others, though I do think that all of these tales, characters, legends were created in hopes of controlling unruly children. Speaking of children, I'm sure we all remember Dr. Seuss and his Christmas classic, The Grinch That Stole Christmas. There's a bit of an urban legend that states that Dr. Seuss based the story of the town Whoville on the city of Charlottesville. And the University of Virginia sports team, the Wahoos, or some people call it the Who's. No, there's no actual fact to this. Um, it does seem a little coincidental. Lastly, I will leave you with a little bit of 1990s panic. In the 1990s, news reporters, newspapers, and other broadcasters would warn parents not to allow their children's photos and personal information to be added to their letters to Santa. Some parents would include their home address and photos of their children with their children's Christmas list. They would address the envelopes to the North Pole. Obviously, the post office receives thousands of letters just like this. But the warning was related to the fear that one of these letters could fall into the wrong hands and the child would become prey for a predator. At the time, the Center for Missing and Exploited Children dismissed these claims. Though, they still warned of the dangers of giving out identifying information for your children. I'm not sure what to think. Do you think Dr. Seuss really named his fictional town after a university? Or did the father of three really think he could make it down the chimney? I don't know. 
I suppose we leave these Christmas legends and stories to the realms of the unexplained. All of us in the studio, our production crew, direction crew, basically everyone who helps us create Unexplained Realms, well, we want to wish you a happy holiday and thank you for always supporting us. If you're new, you can visit us at unexplainedrealms.com, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. And don't forget to smash those like, subscribe, and follow buttons. And don't forget to hit the show notifications button on Spotify so you can get reminders when we drop a new episode. Don't forget to click on our sponsors' links when visiting unexplainedrealms.com with a variety of brands and products to choose from and the most exclusive deals just for you. This podcast is supported by Anchor.fm and V Media Studios.